Welcome to the Black Voice. It's time to get real. We are here to motivate and promote positive change for black culture. And this is a show featuring you. Call into the show 24-7 at anchor.fm slash blackvoicej. From there, hit message and you can be heard on future episodes. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe and rate on Spotify or Apple Podcasts to be sure you don't miss any future episodes. This is the Black Voice with Jay Clark. Y'all stay tuned. Welcome back to the Black Voice. Thank you all for joining us this week. Episode 10 here coming your way and it's been a journey even so far. We've been learning, we've been growing, we've been mending the culture, bridging the gap. This week we're gonna have the first of a two-part series with the Black Cop. A very important conversation given that these are black officers and you know these are representatives of our people on what some may consider as the opposition in the current times. And officers have a job to do, and black officers have a family at home. So I think these conversations are very important. Um, I hope you guys enjoy this, this two-part series, and I hope that together we can learn, grow, and find our ways to, to move forward. Now, to help us understand, once again, why we're having this conversation, um, I pulled up an article out of Data USA just talks about demographics behind active police officers. And what I found interesting about this, this article, these statistics, is that, you know, police, police to race ratio, if you will, is not too far off. Um, of course, whites are the majority in USA, and they hold the majority in the police force. Second is black people. We are second in numbers um, as it relates to policemen in the United States. Blacks actually hold a higher percentage in the police force as it relates to an overall number than they do outside of the police force and U.S. population. Um, so what that means is we have a deeper entrenchment in the police force than we do, you know, in the field, um, in the population, which I think is a positive because if we already have that being true, then, you know, we're not too far off from adding more to that number and then becoming a true, um, a true player and maybe even a true majority in the police force in certain areas. So, I do think these statistics are encouraging and these numbers are from 2018 to be clear. And from what I've seen recently, it seems like a lot more brothers and maybe sisters are being police officers. I've been in certain areas, certain neighborhoods that ain't exactly where we always are. Um, if you're from around here, these are the, the Aurora's, the Naperville's. Um, a couple of instances where I've seen, you know, multiple black officers. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if that's just coincidence, you know what I mean? But it does seem like we are starting to, and maybe this is something that's already been happening in recent years. It does seem like we are starting to kind of infiltrate this police force. And what I want to see, again, these numbers are from 2018. I'm very interested to see what numbers will look like 10 years from now. I'm, I'm always looking forward. So I'm very interested to see Right now, we hold about 13% of the police force, um, 13% versus the whites hold 65%. Not that it's us versus them, these are just comparison numbers, but we hold about 13% versus their 
10 years from now, I, I do think those numbers will be closer to maybe 55, 58% white. And maybe we can get about 20% of the police force. Um, so these are things that I think will be a positive um, for black people with us having more bodies on the police force. You know, it, it simply gives us a better chance of, of hell surviving, <laughs> surviving a, a, a traffic stop, surviving a, a home, a home invasion. You know what I'm saying? If there's a larger number of black officers out there, it's just it's just a little more encouraging, you know, a little more encouraging for our safety, um, for our well-being as a people. So today we're going to get into the first part of Black Cop. We're going to talk to some black officers right here on the Black Voice. This one with an officer out of Lexington, Kentucky. And next week we will have a conversation with an officer from Chicago PD. So definitely looking forward to sharing these conversations with you guys. I hope you enjoy. We have some future conversations coming up with some young black politicians we're also going to have an episode on black love, you know, given the recent events of what's happening, you know, in our marriages and in our relationships. In the meantime, I want you guys to just hit me on the voice box, anchor.fm slash blackvoicej, or go ahead and email us, blackvoicej at gmail.com. Of course, DM us on any of the platforms. Any questions, comments you guys want to throw out there about black love, um, anything you guys want to be thrown in the episode around black love, go ahead and get it to us any way you can via voice box or via DM or email. Make sure you guys tune into this conversation. Definitely think we can learn and build something from this series, talking to the black officers. I'm hope that this can be a positive conversation. I hope that we can all learn, grow and improve from it. You guys stay tuned. This is the black voice. Welcome back to the Black Voice. Today I am joined by, he's an officer in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, so we definitely want his perspective on this show and we welcome him. Well, What's going on, man? How you doing? Straight, straight, man. I appreciate you joining me this early morning. This early morning, man. We're going to get right to it. Uh, obviously, man, being being a black police officer in this, in this climate of the world, I'm sure you, you face challenges, you face some conflicts. Can you just let me know, man, how's your how's your mindset been, you know, in recent weeks with everything going on, being in a position you're in? Well, you know, and for my profession, time's a little hard right now. Uh, and not only is it hard just being an officer, um, it's hard being a black officer as well. Um, you get a lot of backlash, you know, people saying you know, I've had multiple people tell me I disrespect my race and I'm on the wrong side uh, of life right now. But, you know, I know what type of officer I am. Um, and I, I support the Black Lives Matter. 100%. I think what happened in Minnesota was absolutely terrible. Um, and it's always that one officer that makes every officer in the world look bad. And uh, we are we're treated as if uh, we're the one that had our knee on George Floyd's neck, and that's not the case. Mm. So, um, you know, like I said, I know what type of officer I am. I know what I why I joined this profession and why I did what I uh, do every single day, and it's, it's to uh, build the community up and, 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 and bring the part of what people don't normally see on the other side, 
most people don't understand that I'm I'm on your side and trying to bring that wedge between uh, people who don't really respect and trust the police. So that's my fight, and that's the reason why I joined and did what I what I do every day. Most definitely, and I actually. What's crazy is I, I read an article, man, about you. It was it was your picture, um, and they said that it was a gentleman, you know, saying exactly what you just said, kind of yelling in your face, and that 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 changed me, man. Because up until that moment, obviously, after seeing such a graphic vehicle or video, I'm sorry, dude, it, it was hard to to really keep perspective, and it was almost like a all cops, all cops are in the same light. You know what I mean? And it's hard to to separate that from people. And in, in those moments, emotionally, because I, I just can't, I can't fathom, you know, being in that situation. And I commend you for being able to stand there so, so gracefully and, you know, still remain professional in that moment. So can you just go back to that mindset? You know, what, what was going through your mind in those moments? Absolutely. Um, as you said, there was a, was a video that went viral for a little bit. Um, basically, a, a gentleman who was very upset with the situation, and basically, um, like I said before, he was uh, putting every cop in the same position as uh, the officer that put in the George Foreman. What was going through my mind is that I completely understand the situation. I can understand the anger, but I know that they were he's reacting and and going out of you know nothing but hate. And anger in his heart um, because he did he doesn't know who I am. He, I've never seen him. He's never seen me before. So he's never had the encounter on the street as an officer or as a black officer. Um, so in my mind, I just had to uh, think of, of one thing. And I thought of, you know, uh, whenever uh, Jesus was uh, ridiculed and people were spitting in his face and, you know, prosecuting him and hanging him on the cross. Um, he took it and he forgave every single person after the fact. And that's what was going through my mind. This person doesn't know who I am, you know, and what I do every single day, how I do my job. Um, so I got to just look at him and and then forgive him later um, because of what was going on. So that was going through my mind. And that's what kept me on the straight now the whole time and not reacted to what was going on in the situation. And as a, as a black man who did take that leap to join the police force, do you find it any type of frustration that as black people, we feel so passionately about police and about what they're doing or not doing, but we're hesitant as black men, as black people, even women to join the police force. Does, does that feel any type of disconnect with that? It definitely does. Um, there, there is definitely some huge tension between, you know, us and, and the black community. Um, no one can, you know, everyone feels like they can't trust us in the decisions that we make. And I have to uh, reiterate to a lot of people that sometimes we have to make split second decisions for my, for us and the people we're dealing with and the people around us. Um, now, I'm not saying every, every decision that every officer make is the right decision because it's not. Um, and you know, 60 or 70 percent of the time, it's not the right decision, but that's the decision that they make at the time and they have to run with it. So um, really trying to build that trust, just not around the world with just every officer, but trying to build that trust within our community. Because even right now, even though that um, 
you know, the, the drugs form that happened in our city, there is some smaller situations where we have to build that trust between us and the community and not even just the black community at all our community, because not, you know, we're right as of right now, really not hardly anybody trusts officers. Mm-hmm. So I'm really trying to build that trust um, each and every day, a little step at a time um, between us and the community. That, how do you how do you do that, bro? On your daily on your daily patrol, how, what are some examples of how you do try to connect that gap between the police and the black community? Well, number one is just getting out and talking to people, man. You know, one one thing a lot of people see with officers is that you know you only have a reaction or you have a um, interaction with an officer when they you know someone calls on someone or someone's calling or. You know, my, my biggest thing is that if I see somebody, even if I don't know them, especially if I know them, but just stopping, just saying, hey, man, how you doing? How's your day going? You know, just, just interacting with them, having a positive interaction, because most people only have negative reaction with officers. They don't always have it. And I, I tend a lot of um, community based stuff within my community. Um, I, I've been a part of mentoring uh, programs. Uh, through my department, uh, I've been I'm really heavily into the into the church uh, where I attend, and that that's also people knowing that I'm an officer, and that that puts up positive feedback. And I've been trying to you know uh, discuss this with other young, especially young officers and other officers that uh, are even older that's not really have that type of relationship. I say, hey man, just get out and just talk to these people. Uh, listen to what they got to tell you, you know, because that's a big thing. They're going to, you know, in the day, they're going to tell us what the issue is and what's going on and what what can we do to fix it. And we just have to open our ears and listen to it before we react to something that, you know, could happen. So that's my biggest thing is just getting out and just talking to people and to listen to what they got to say. Most most And it seems like the common theme for uh, for this show with the early on from the media to politics, it seems like everybody's been wanting to infiltrate. That's, that seems to be the topic of discussion is we need to get off our hands and get in these, in these places, in these political seats, in these media seats, in these you know, police officers, in, in the uniforms. At the end of the day, um, our problems are not going to be fixed by someone else. These are things that we need to start getting our hands on and, and getting involved in. Um, with that being said, from a hiring standpoint, from a force standpoint, how can policing, how can the police force be more attractive to black people to join? Yeah, let's see. Uh, well, um, I think a big one is, is it comes with money. Um, when you first start out, you don't make a whole lot of money being an officer. A lot of people say uh, you're putting your life on the line for only this amount of money where you could be doing this job, which is much safer making this money well you know first of all number one this this job is it's not it's not a a maybe i kind of want to do it you know you either have a have to have a passion for it um Mm. or you just you know or you you don't you know because it like i said you get put in situations where you may have to make a decision that you don't want to make you know i've had to make decisions that i've had to put people that i've that i was been close with you know behind bars because at the end of the day it's a job that you got to get done and you know you got to provide for your family and i do that every single day and you know um 
your number one goal in, in, in this uh, profession is that you want to go home safe. You know what I'm saying? I want to go home to my to my wife and my, my little daughter um, at the end of the day, and I got to do what I got to do in order to get there. So you, you have to just be able to want to do the job and have the passion uh, to do the job and knowing what comes with the job. Um, and I know a lot of people don't really understand that, but, you know, it, at the end of the day, it, it's something you just have to have that passion for. And to, to, be, to get it. My, my biggest thing was whenever I was trying to decide on what I wanted to do this job, even though I wanted, knew I wanted to do it for a very long time, especially when I was younger, uh, my number one goal was, was to um, get in the community, be strong in the community, be a leader in the community. And so that's what was pushing me. You have to have something and a goal within the job um, in order to succeed in the job. Most definitely. Most definitely. And to kind of wrap it up here, um, so we talked about infiltration. Some people are of the, of the mindset that we need to be separated. You know what I mean? Just, just to pitch this out there, do you think it's realistic to have an all-black police force in our neighborhoods? Or do you see any type of immediate downfalls to that or maybe even any immediate benefits to having an all-black police force in black neighborhoods well um i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say i i'm with having an all-black police department um simple fact is because um there's some decisions that black people will make for other black people that are not always the best you know, not every not every white person I hear is out here trying to kill black people. I've met some pretty pretty dope white people, man. And you know, not in just in this profession, I just like growing up. I have a really good best white friend, man. That you that that you, I never would think that he was actually white until you met him. Um, so I, I'm not the one to say that it's having all black police department is going to make it better because it, it's not. Because at the end of the day. Believe it or not, in this profession, more people don't really trust a black officer because they think that we're trying to portray them. And I know it's crazy to, to hear that now because of what's all is going on, and you know, and a white officer being, you know, killing a, a an unarmed black male, uh, and all the previous cases that's happened. Um, but I don't think having an all black police force would is is not it would be the answer. My answer to this type of situation is, man, we got to get out here and we got to vote, and we have to we have to make sure we pick our right mayors and pick our right senators and our governors, man, because that that's where that's where it all starts. Um, even even some places we you know you have the opportunity to be able to pick your police chief. It all have it all starts from there. And it goes from the hiring process and it goes on. And then you, we have to answer to someone. Somebody is answering to somebody. Mm. At the end of the day, the person that has that high position is making that decision whether they've been on the street to understand what's going on now. Uh, as black people, man, we have to use what God gave us and that's our right to vote and vote the right person to the office when it goes from, like I said, it starts from, you know, from our chief to all the way to uh, to the president, man, we we know that what's who's in office right now is is not who needs to be in office and never should have been in office. Mm. 
So when that time comes, man, we got to get out and vote and put the right person in there to make the right decision. So them, uh, so they'll make the right decision to say the right things that that will comfort us and not not hurt us. Does that make sense? Straight up, straight up. Is that something that you aspire to be one day a, a police chief, high ranking like that? Uh, you know, I, I don't know, man. You know, I've I've only been on for about four years now, um, so I still have a lot of time to go. Um, I'm not going to say it's not a possibility. Um, it, it takes a lot to get there. But, you know, I, you know I'm not going to say no, but I'm not going to say yes. What I'm going to do is that I'm going to just continue what I'm doing to strive to get to where I get to. And if the doors open up, man, I'm definitely not going to say no when they open. So, Man, I appreciate you joining me today. Any, any final words for the people, man, from your heart, from the words of a police officer, anything? Last yeah. words that you want to go out there? Absolutely, man. I, I, I just want to reiterate to, to all the black community out here, man. Just I want y'all to remember that not every officer is the same. Not every officer needs to be uh, categorized as, as one. Uh, even though one officer makes a terrible decision, a horrible mistake, whether it was meant or intentional or not, just know that every officer you encounter is not out here trying to do the same thing. There is good officers out here that are actually trying to do their job and trying to build up the community because I, I know a lot and I'm actually one of those and speak for myself that I'm really out here trying to make a change um, in the community, whether they're black, white or Hispanic or, you know, Asian, it don't matter. I'm out here trying to build a good relationship with my, my community and, and, and if it needs to be wherever. So that's what I have to say. And last thing I say, just remember that never, not every officer is the same. No, no, no. Well, this is the Black Voice with Jay Clark, joined by Officer Don in Lexington, Kentucky. We thank him for his time today. Y'all be well. Together we rise. Peace. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Black Voice, where we motivate and promote change for Black culture. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe and rate on any platform that you're listening on to help us reach more people. Also, don't forget to participate. Visit anchor.fm slash blackvoicej, hit message, and be heard on future episodes. There's power in numbers, there's power in communication, and together we shall surely rise. This is the Black Voice with Jay Clark. Peace. Peace.